music? You you ain't white enough. <laughs> I worked with this white dude. He was like taking shower with it. Basically, he was he was a shaved head, a bald head. He was wearing the Santan lotion on the head, and he's still wearing the hat. But anyway, I gotta go. Bye. All right, guys, we got one comedian, but first I'm going to bring up Pan, who's making a nice little transition for us. Clap it up for Pan Benjamin, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse at 8 o'clock. The podcast switches over, and it becomes a different show, so I just wanted to demarcate it for our 40,000 listeners on the Internet that are wanting to know that. No, it's monthly. It's not like every week there's 40,000 people. It's just once a month when you combine it together. I'm not bragging. I'm just, they're just real numbers. Do they exist? I mean, the thing is, are they fooling me when I, get, when I pay money for them to give me stats? Are they just lying to me to make me feel better? I don't know. Like, I have no idea how technology works. Uh, this is Pam Tass's Comedy Clubhouse. But what we're going to do is finish the rollover from happy hour because I felt terribly that so many wonderful people were here at the open mic and we were going to run out of time. So we took it right up to the edge and we are going to let the amazing host from that happy hour, Marty Cunney, finish out. So hey, everybody, put your hands together for Marty Cunney. Yay! I'm fucking back. Woo! Eight o'clock's a different fucking hour, all right? But first, before we get into that, we got one final open mic comedian, and he has been waiting patiently, and he is a fantastic guy, real sweetheart. Give it up for What's Up! Hey, thanks, Marty, for fucking up my name, man. It's cool, man. I'm hungry, man. I ain't ate all day. That's some moves. Man, I'm doing Ramadan. Oh, that's... Shit is rough, man. I don't suggest being Muslim to anybody, man. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's okay. Y'all ain't got to worry about that anyway. What's up, man? You you half Chinese, half Filipino? Good. I, I feel sorry for you, bro. I really feel sorry for you. I, I know, I know. Especially Filipinos, man. As soon as you turn on your back, they're talking shit about you. <laughs> See, I know, I know. I know about the lumpia and balut and all that. See, I hung around with, with I hung around with Filipinos, man. And, and you know, Daily City East. It was called uh, uh, Union City. <laughs> Anybody know where Union City's at? <laughs> Yo, you know, you know. <laughs> it's all Filipinos here. They got a Jolly Bees and everything, man. <sighs> I don't know why they eat that little egg thing, though. That's a little weird, man. A little, you know what I'm talking about? What is that called again? Yeah, see, but look, that shit is crazy. Filipinos, I don't want to get jumped by y'all. You guys are like half Chinese, half Mexican. That's really what it is. They got like, they look Asian, but they got like Mexican last names and shit. Batista Martinez. Oh man, I'm so hungry, man. I can't wait till I get a chicken burrito. <laughs> I'm dying over here, my ribs is touching. Oh, this is uh, a test of faith, I guess, man. Man, I'm about to become a Christian, forget it, man. I believe in Jesus now, dog. No. Christianity. How you doing, white people? Oh, that's rough for y'all. Thank God we're not in high school no more. Shit. <laughs> that shit would be rough. My little brother, we know we didn't let him go to school today because we thought he was gonna get shot up. It turns out he wasn't in like Minnesota somewhere, so he was okay. 
they were like threatening the school and shit. My mom was like, oh, hell no. I'm like, dude, that's a school full of minority children. Ain't nobody trying to suit that shit up. <laughs> little little Juanito and little Muhammad and little Tyrone ain't valuable enough to get shot up. <laughs> that shit won't make the 7 o'clock news on ABC. It's only if you look like Marty Cunning, man. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, that's a nice shirt, though. They ain't lying, man. You look like you, you got that from the little Coogee sweater, man. That's the, the B.I.G. collection, dog. Ooh, you gonna start speaking like that? Uh, untouchable, uncrustable. No, I'm playing. I can't, I can't sound like a fat guy. My man over here, he look like the, the dude, what's his name? Sean King? That's cool, man. I want to look like Don King. That ain't gonna happen. I'm an Arab. It's not gonna happen. Uh, being an Arab is rough, especially being Palestinian. You know what I'm saying? People always come to me, do you own any liquor stores? Like, no. Do you own any, like, oil? I'm like, hell no. All I got is rocks and hummus, motherfucker. That's all I got. And white people are taking that shit over. <laughs> Just like they did my land. They got me singing Jewish spirituals and shit. We'd let my people go. <laughs> Man, forget, man. See, forget. I want to be Jewish, man. They get all the money. I'm about to put a yarmulke on. Shalom. Baruch Adonai. Oh, I know a little Hebrew. I don't know where the hell that came from, man. That was because of the nanny, bro. My mom used to watch the nanny all the time. I'm like, why are you watching this lady? She don't like us. So like, boy, oy vey. I'm schwitzing. said, oh, shit. Uh, so that I never understood was the Beverly Hillbillies, cause ain't no big hillbillies in Beverly Hill. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fuck you, all the white people in Missouri voting for this orange prick. You know when no white people in California voting for him? White people are like hell no, I'm liberal. I can't stand the liberals over here too, man. It's too much. It's just too damn much. It's politically correctness. I hate politically correctness, man. I want to give them, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, I don't have PC, I got CP. That's cerebral palsy for you motherfuckers that don't know. Which means I don't have no control over my right side, so if I punch you from my right, it's not my fault. Hey, man. You know, the, the worst thing about that is they put me on a little short bus with the little, you know, the motherfuckers with the wheelchairs and shit. Oh, my God. We used to have to wait 45 minutes to get to school every day for dead leg Donnie to get on. Some bullshit. I hate motherfuckers with wheelchairs. Can't stand them. Oh, please. Help us out. We need special. No, you don't, motherfucker. Just because you want to cruise around and be lazy? Get the hell out of here. Is it my time, Marty? All right, man. Thank you, guys. Pam, thank you. All right, keep it going, guys. Wow, what a what a fucking happy hour that was. That was great. Give it up for yourself, sticking around, having some fun. This concludes the happy hour open mic, so why don't we make a smooth, seamless transition into Pam Tassik's Comedy Clubhouse. Give it up one more time for Pam Benjamin. As you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business. 
It's Comedy Clubhouse. Well, we'll get uh, we'll get started here uh, in just a few minutes. But in, indeed, enjoy our amazing uh, commercials <laughs> for our own station and for Spark. Everybody, if you're ever going to buy weed, buy it at Spark. Uh, but stick around here for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to get started in just a second. Yay! Finally to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. 
It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Spark thing, yeah, right after the spark thing, yeah. Welcome to Pimpedest's Comedy Clubhouse, yay! It's Friday night, it's 8 o'clock, it's time to laugh. Laughing will save you, ha <laughs> Life is so scary. It is, it's very scary. Uh, I was having uh, existential ennui today. Anybody live in the Tenderloin? No, just, just me. Like, I'm just so used to people shooting up now that it doesn't even, like, affect me at all. They used to be, there used to be, like, I don't know, what's it called? Like, 
uh, etiquette where uh, you would have like an umbrella or a blanket and you would try to like be like, I'm not shooting up in front of you at two o'clock in the afternoon on 6th Street. No, of course. But now it's just brazen. Like, yeah, let's all. I was at the 16th BART station the other night at three in the morning and the bus was going to take like 26 minutes. And so I had weed and I was like, let's have a party. Let's all smoke weed. And that was fun. And we're all smoking weed. And then a guy next to me is like, I'm going to smoke crack. And I'm like, all right, do your thing, bro. That's cool. Whatever makes you happy. And like he offers me the crack. And I was like, wow, that is fucking generous. <laughs> like, weed and crack, different drugs. I don't want to smoke the crack. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. He offered it three times though. And like a good Jew, you never say no on the third time. You know what I'm saying? No, I did. I said no. Uh, and then on the BART, he kept trying to, on the BART, on the bus, he kept trying to talk to me and look at me. And I was like, I have to get off on another stop. That's not mine. <laughs> Walk around an extra block before I get up to my house. Fun. Just don't look him in the eye. That's the thing. And also crackheads don't like to walk uphill. I don't know. If you guys, I live at the, uh, I like to call it upper, lower tender heights. It's like, they call it the tender knob, but it's at the tip of the tenderloin. And so like, it's just at the point where people stop pooping on the street. <laughs> it's like, cause crackheads don't like to walk uphill. So they like walk till there's like a certain, they're like, this tree's good enough. <laughs> they never make it up to Geary. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. I play this game with small children because I'm a nanny and I should not take them in my neighborhood, but I do because my house is there and I like to smoke pot and they're too young to notice, you know what I mean? But while we're walking through the tenderloin, holding hands, we see piles on the street and we play this fun game called Manor Beast. So we see a pile and go, Manor Beast, Manor Beast. What I learned from a four-year-old is that if it's up against the wall, it's always man. <laughs> These kids understand physics at such a young age. Like, I don't, I have a new theory. Like, this is like, okay, this is like post-racism weirdness. Uh, I was trying to spelunk the idea behind men wearing their pants underneath their butt. And I feel like what they're trying to do is prove that they're better than gravity. No? Is this not what, like... Why, what are we, the butt, so the, like, okay, so when you wear pants, your butt and your hips keep the pants on you, but there are people that the pants are underneath their butt, and why, and how, and I think that the why and the how are together, like they're trying to prove that they're better than gravity, 9.8 meters per second squared, not on these pants, bitch, <laughs> like, keeping them up, <laughs> And then they walk funny. It's fun. It's like, I wish they could do a Donald Duck voice. I wish I could do a Donald Duck voice. Sorry. I don't understand why the sagging pants. Jonathan says it's gang culture. I don't. Is it? It's gang culture. It's prison culture. It's like, it's like scrubs. When you're in jail, you wear scrubs, right? And is that why the TLC song is I don't want no scrubs because you wear scrubs in jail and you don't want a scrub. We can't get it. I think it should be different. I'm like, I want some scrubs. I want a doctor who can pay everything for me. <laughs> yes, I want those scrubs. A scrub is a guy who can pay everything for me. Give me all my drugs and the <laughs> doctors, scrubs. Yay! Veterinarians are great too. Man. The ketamine is the same for dogs and people. <laughs> like it's the same drug. Valium is the same for cats and humans. Sorry. It's Valium is good. Benzodiazepines. Anybody else love? 
benzodiazepines. Uh, I love, the, uh, and I just learned last week because I was doing a little research on benzodiazepines because I love them so much. Rohypfenol is actually a benzodiazepine because some of those drugs, what they do is they make you have, sometimes it's long-term amnesia, but what rohypfenol does is it makes you not create memories during the time. So it's like a forced blackout. It's like an Ambien kind of Anyways, I love drugs so much. Uh, I love drugs so much that I would consider getting another abortion just to get more midazolam. Do you know what I mean? Like you go in, it's the best thing. You go in for your abortion and they take your clothes off and they put the thing on and they put your legs up and they give you this great drug called midazolam. They're like, you feel great right now. I'm like, yeah, I do. Like this procedure takes about five minutes. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. I said, has anyone ever told jokes? (laughs) They're like, no, that's never happened before. I had a killer set, you guys. <laughs> I had a bringer show. I left it there. It was so good. The only the only regret I have about my second abortion is I, I they wouldn't let me tape the set. So like I couldn't create any memories. So I have no idea. Just one more midazolam, short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. Erases memories. Yay. What jokes did I tell? I don't know. They were the ones that are deep. You comics know when you know your jokes, you don't even have to think anymore. You're just like, little my jokes. No. <laughs> Jeff Dean knows. <laughs> it's, yeah, when you start just tap dancing, I know these jokes. I should do some of those for you guys. I should do a real joke. Uh, real joke, real joke. Uh, you guys are smart people. I can tell. Huh. Uh, I, I've been thinking about the food truck situation in San Francisco and it used to be called Roach Coaches and it used to be like, don't get a 325 grilled cheese from them. That's gross. But now like you get a 1295 Filipino burrito and it has fries in it and you're like, okay, that's cool. Uh, Why does it cost so much? But I saw a brightly painted vehicle the other day and I walked up and it was a bookmobile. Right? A book movie. Remember those? Brightly painted vehicles that forward knowledge. And uh, so I walked in and I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka. <laughs> and when it arrived, it was a banana. And, and I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. But it was surrealism. It's a totally different movement. See, I knew you guys were smart. Yeah, see, smart people. Uh, so we sing a song at the beginning of this show. And if you know how it goes, sing along with me. And if you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I don't cough anymore because I have a vaporizer, you know? <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! I'm so glad you guys are here. Yay! Uh, our first comedian, what a lovely human being he is. He just finished hosting the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio. He is the producer of the F-Bomb comedy troupe. I don't know if troupe is the right word. You're a producer of F-Bomb comedy. Put your hands together right now for Marty Cunney! Shit, I forgot what I was going to do because I just had some of Pam's, I swear it's 40 milligrams edibles. Uh, I'm sure she knows she has lots of experience. Are you guys comedians? Thank God. Oh, boy. I'm so glad to have you here. Sorry you had to take so much shit for being Asian in that last hour. Uh, You're probably pretty used to it at this point. Uh, I did... uh, 
It's tough because I can't tell when I'm being racist sometimes. It just some people have to tell me like I I told a girl I was talking to this girl I met at the club and uh she said um you know, we exchanged numbers, it was great. Ah, I forgot to record this shit. And uh we we exchanged numbers, it was great. Texting her the next day, I was asking her, Oh, where do you live at? And she said, Oh, I just moved to uh South City and I said, Oh, that's funny, you didn't look Filipino and she did not respond. Uh, <laughs> that was it for that. Uh, I have a habit of shooting myself in the foot. Now, guys, um, where was I going to start, guys? I'm a, I'm a single guy, despite what this shirt might say. Uh, I'm not just batting them away. Uh, I'm a single guy. Yeah, my ex broke up with me a little while ago, but uh, hey, don't worry about me, because I am swimming in pussy. Just ankle deep in it can't get rid of it i swear to god because my ex's landlord won't let her take the cats so that's a pussy cat joke guys that's comedy gold i got a I got a couple of fur balls at home love them boy i love them. we got we got a crazy cat lady up front other woman are you a crazy cat lady hmm that's okay you'll get you'll get there loneliness will strike one day and you'll go by that Oh, but they have the Siamese ones, and you're good. Yeah, well, yeah. It turns out they have a cat for every occasion. Don't, you, don't you worry. No, but uh, I do. I love my cats, and it sucks because you know, girls, you get to have cats. You might get called a crazy cat lady, but at least you know you don't get shit on like a guy for having cats. You don't have like a. There's no name for a guy who likes cats, right? When I tried to think of one, I was like, I tried to go like cat dude. That doesn't sound right, cat. Cat, cat guy. Nope. I said cat man for a while. That just sounds like the saddest superhero in the world. A cat man with the power to gain 25 pounds and cry in the shower. Cat man, faster than speeding loneliness. Oh, boy. His cape is always covered in hair for some reason. It wasn't even on the ground. How did they get it on there? Holy shit. No, I'm a, I, I think what I ended up sticking with was... Uh, Cat daddy. I'm a proud cat daddy. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds right. Hey, Jack. Good, good. Um, cat cat daddy. I asked that on one show. I said, yeah, what do you guys, what do you call a guy that likes his cats? And one guy in the back yelled out, how about queer? <laughs> and not in like the Q and LGBTQ, you know. He was, uh, it was more like he had a chaw in his mouth. Like, how about queer, you know, like one of those. Oh, thanks, homophobia guy. Thanks for coming out. Show would not be complete without you. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know, people would probably be less surprised if I told them I was gay than I told them that I love my cats as a man, right? And that's good. I think that's a good thing, right? Progressive San Francisco, it's okay to come out. That's great. But when you come out and tell people that you love your cats, it's like, really? 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 For those of you who don't know that look, that's the same look you get when you ask somebody for a phone charger. And they hand you an iPhone charger, and you're like, actually, no, I use Android. And they're like, really? <laughs> really? Really? Yep. You're an Android guy, huh? Really? Yep. Like, you don't like Apple? No? You like dogs? You're not a dog guy? You know? <laughs> really? Really? Fuck you, you Apple shitlords, all right? I love my cats. <sighs> I do love my cats. It's, it's great. Every time I come home... Uh, it's I, I don't know what's gonna happen, right? They're they're a mixed bag. It could be they could cuddle up with me, they could just swat at me randomly, they could just sprint around the house and just turn at me on a dime, they could stick their ass in my face. It's like my ex never left. 
Uh, it's pretty much, it's pretty much like she's still here. They actually, actually, my cats do a lot for me that my ex wouldn't. I realized how that sounded. Uh, that came out wrong. Sorry. So, damn those, damn those edibles. Uh, no, they do a lot for me that she wouldn't though. I, I don't get to think of some examples. Oh, I don't even have to ask them to come hang out on the toilet with me. They come right in. They're doing Olympic slaloms through my legs. She's like, why do you keep asking me this? Like, uh, the king is no queen on his, a uh, king without his queen is no queen king at all, okay? I'm on my throne. It's not me time, it's us time. <sighs> what else would they do? Do they do that she wouldn't? Oh, they never complain when I feed them cat food. Uh, she's like, what the fuck? I'm like, hey, w listen, we don't, we aren't able to eat out of Michelin-rated restaurants every night. We're on a budget. And it seems like you could use the fiber because you're never joining me on the toilet. Uh, what else? What else do they do? Oh, you know, they do look me right in the eyes when I masturbate. And not super sure how I feel about that one. On one hand, it's nice to know that they care, that somebody cares, right? On the other hand, they don't blink, guys. They <laughs> wide open the entire time. It's fucking weird. Oh, man. Anybody's birthday coming up? Anybody got some, some birthdays? No? Wow. Dead silence. We were all born otherwise. No, I was... I, might, I celebrate my birthday on September 25th, which, of course, means that I love Christmas. Do the math. Nine months it takes to have a kid. My parents fucked on Christmas, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right? I had a mer very merry conception. Uh, I imagine there was a lot of frankincense and myrrh involved. Possibly in a manger. I don't know. I wasn't there, okay? It I wasn't there. But uh, that's a good one to land on if you ever do your birthday math when your parents fucked. Uh, that's a good one to land on. I feel like that's very fortunate because I thought about it. There are some people out there that are less fortunate. Uh, for example, there's a whole slew of kids out there that were born on June 11, 2002. Do the math. Carry the three. I'm talking about 9-11 babies, guys. People whose parents fucked on 9-11. That has got to be concerning when you come to that realization. You're just like, what, they're like 15 right now, 16? They got to be coming to that realization like, oh, shit. The only thing that went down faster than Tower 2 was my mom's panties. Oh, my God. It was an inside job. Oh. George Bush probably did it. Oh. <laughs> it hasn't been all bad in my single life, though, guys. It's been okay with me. I was with a lady the other night. Uh, we were doing it, and... I could feel her IUD, which is weird. Uh, I don't know how to tell her. I didn't know how to tell her that that's probably not in the right place. I probably shouldn't be able to feel your IUD. There is no way I'm well-equipped enough that I should be getting in far enough to feel your birth control, okay? I don't know how to explain it to her. It's like, hey... That's kind of like if I put a condom on my balls. Like, you got that 
mixed up there. I think you need to get that checked out. And I was going to say something to her, and I realized I don't actually know how IUDs work. I realized that was going to sound very stupid. And because uh, I guess always in my head, I always just pictured it as a little piece of a coat hanger you put inside of a uterus. <laughs> so it doesn't go getting any ideas. You know, like when an abusive parent points at their belt, like, mm, you remember what happened last time, all right? Calm down over there. You guys like fishing? Anyone here like fishing? Fans of, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he kind of likes fishing. He's not too public about liking fishing. I like fishing. I went down to the fishing hole the other day, and uh, that's... You don't know. That's where you go fishing. And I saw a sign that said, must be at least 10 inches to take home. I said, what is this, Tinder? (sighs) I said that out loud to myself. I don't know if you've ever felt the need to punch yourself in the face before. That it just overcame me. And it's really awkward motion. It's awful. But it made me think about, I actually go about picking up women a lot like I go fishing. Uh, I sit down, I get really drunk for like six hours and just kind of hope something happens. Uh, Same exact process, no effort whatsoever. It's not even like there's a bait on the lure. I got like a string tied around my toe. I'm half asleep like, yeah, something will come along. And the results are usually the same. I end up home alone, drunk and smelling like power bait. And if I do catch anything, that has got to be the dumbest fish in the pond. Oh, holy shit. They wandered right into that one. Probably best to catch and release. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, you guys want some, uh, some, some news? How about some news about the Jews? Uh, <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> uh, so what, uh, what was going on was right after the Charlottesville protests, there was this news article about when you advertise on Facebook, when you pick for, you pick from a drop-down menu who you want to advertise to. So if you are selling like hiking shoes, you can advertise to outdoors people. Or if you're selling Birkenstocks, you can advertise to old lesbians, right? Things like that. And so if you, but one of the news articles that came up was about how one of the drop-down menu items was Jew haters. Yeah, and this is a real story. For a while. There was an option to advertise the Jew haters. And Facebook was like, ah, sorry, there was a problem with our algorithm. We don't know what was going on. But it made sense to me because I couldn't figure out why I was getting so many ads for tiki torches and Eddie Bauer outfits on my newsfeed. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I don't, I don't hate the Jews. That's a joke. I'm not a Jew hater. Actually, I play the Jewish piano. I'm an accountant. So, <laughs> terrible industry to hate the Jews in, all right? I, uh, I, bit, I did go to a bar mitzvah recently, and uh, anyone here been to a bar mitzvah? Or any, really any coming-of-age ceremony? Has anybody, things like that. I just think it's weird, because every coming-of-age ceremony, uh, every culture has decided that uh, you come of age under 18. Every single culture, it's... Ranges from like 12 to 16, but not higher than that. Like everybody's mature by then, by every culture's standards, except the legal standards of the, in the United States of America, except for Minnesota. And um, I just think that's bizarre. Cause like, what is it like the Jews? You have your bar mitzvah when you're 13 years old, right? Uh, 
that's the most awkward time for a boy, right? It's your most pimply face, your most crackly voice. They put you up in a suit in front of a synagogue full of people and have you sing in a language you don't speak. That is some fucking scarring shit. That is embarrassing. Holy shit. That's so fucked up. And But I realize it's not as fucked up as a quinceanera. Who's been, who here has been to a quinceanera? Yeah, you've been to one? That's where you take... it. Tell me I'm wrong when I describe it like this. That's where you take a 15-year-old girl, you put her in a wedding dress, and you tell everyone, she's a woman now. She's ready. She's ripe. Uh, tell me I'm wrong, right? That's what a fucking quinceanera is. So the Latinos are having a come see how fuckable my daughter is party. The Jews are having a come see how unfuckable my son is party. <laughs> Different strokes for different folks, all right? It's our differences that bring us together. Man, I feel like this is a well-long set. Are we doing 15? Just going. We'll just keep going. How about more June news, guys? <laughs> I got plenty of it. There's one thing I don't understand uh, about Jewish nomenclature. Are Silversteins worth less than Goldsteins? <laughs> no one's been able to answer this for me. The real thing that concerns me is... What happened to the Bronsteins? Hmm? Think they were killed off, maybe. I think that, uh, I don't know. I, gotta, I probably shouldn't say any more on that. No, fuck it. We're doing more June news. Uh, in New York, actually, the, when you, there's been several reported cases of when the Hasidic Jews do circumcisions, um, what they do is the rabbi makes the circumcision and then he uses his mouth to close off the wound which is pretty fucking weird. No, that's straight up Hasidic, like really Orthodox Jewish culture. That's what they do, okay? I didn't make it up. Hey, Skip. And um, just talking about your circumcision. <laughs> and, okay, so we all agree that's weird, right? <laughs> the really weird part is that uh, a lot of these rabbis are actually giving these kids herpes when they do it. Yeah, several reported cases of toddlers getting herpes from their rabbi from the circumcision. And that's really bad. That's really gross, right? And it's not just bad like, ew, gross. Like, it's dangerous for these kids. They don't have an immune system yet. So they could, like, get brain damage. They could die. And if they live, they got to grow up and eventually tell people how they got herpes. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. No, it's cool. I got it from my rabbi. Uh I thought that was a Catholic thing. Like, ah, no, we do it too. Uh, now we got to fuck through this sheet. Uh, is that why? I don't really don't get it. Uh, guys, what do you think that would they get when they get to their bar mitzvah? HIV? <laughs> right? Sing it with me, guys. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, the AIDS. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, the AIDS. Thanks for singing along, guys. I've been Marty Cunny. Thanks for coming out. Marty Cunny bringing us the fake Junus. I love it. No, I know it's real. I, well, that's the other thing I've been thinking about. They keep calling it uh, Palestine, not Palestine. Is it Palestine or Palestine? I don't know. How do you pronounce that country that they don't let that be a country? Palestine, Palestine. Nobody likes that joke. Okay, cool. I decided you Goldstein, Goldstein. What do you, which do you know? How do you? All right. Also glad that you talked about IUDs. 
I have an IUD. Uh, it's like a it's like a copper pool sweeper for my uterus. <laughs> Keeps out all the dead babies. That's what pool sweepers are for, right? To keep out dead babies. I don't know what pool sweepers are for. <laughs> Who has a pool? We're in San Francisco. Uh, your next comedian, he's a funny guy. I want to point at him. Uh, he's wearing a, and you're wearing a hat to cover up your gorgeous locks. What are you doing? He's like, he's like, he only gets paid to show the hair. So he's like, I'm not on this show. Uh, hey, everybody, he's a super funny guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Jeff D. everybody. So what is this thing with the Jews? They, uh, they have sex between a cloth? Are you Jewish? Okay. You seem like you know a lot about the subject. So why do they do that? Is that do they have to have sex like that? Really? I thought it, it just seems like a 13-year-old, like, explain, like, if he was, like, in charge of, like, how we have sex, he's like, well, it's gross, so what we're going to do, like, that's what I would, when I first heard about sex, I was like, oh, can't we just, like, hug naked or something? It's pretty, when you're a child, it's disgusting. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, I have a girlfriend. We have sex. Yeah, no sheet. Which pisses my girlfriend off because we get stuff all over the mattress. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, she's, we're getting pretty serious. She met my girl, my, uh, sorry. She met my family. My family, they love her too much for my liking, I think, honestly. My mom, we were leaving my mom's house. My mom took us aside. She's like, oh my God, Jeff and Kat, Kat and Jeff, you guys are so perfect for each other because Kat, you're so smart and responsible. And Jeff, you need that. You need that. So, didn't feel very good. The other day, my girlfriend and I, we were looking for movies to watch. I saw Big Daddy with Adam Sandler was one of the options. One of my top five favorite movies. I was like, you want to watch Big Daddy? You know, I was so excited. She'd never seen it. I was like, I'm going to show you the world, you know? And she did not want to watch it. You know why? Because she looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes. I hate it. It makes me feel dumb all the time. It's a 40%. Why does it? Yeah. And if anything is below a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's considered rotten, which is just condescending. You know, like, sorry. Like, I feel like it's talking back at me. Like, Jeff, you're pretty dumb. Like... Don't tell anyone you like that movie. Keep it a secret. <laughs> Check in with us next time before you ever suggest a movie. Um, I, I got all defensive. I was like, maybe I'm a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, you too good for me now, you know? Wasn't making any sense, you know? That's how I get when I... This is the worst. When, you, when I get flustered, that's like when your adrenaline should be like... I feel like it should make your brain like think clearly, like argue properly, and I just speak a another language. <laughs> Speaking of another language, have you ever read the reviews of Rotten Tomatoes? Like if you actually read the actual reviews, it's like, I hope this guy used a thesaurus writing it because I need one and a dictionary to read it. So it's like, do I know how to read? You know? I don't know. I just don't like it. It's like... The older portrayals of expressionism and psychoanalytic destructionist beliefs in modern, you know, bibliography. See, I don't even know. <laughs> Apparently, you guys know it because once I added big bibliography, you're like, okay, that's not it. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. 
Um, even you'd think that now, like, so now I look at Rotten Tomatoes before I watch movies. I'm like, okay, this is a 90%. It's probably going to be a good movie. Almost guaranteed, you know? Um, you'd think that if I watch the movie and I don't like it, then I'd, by previous logic, I'd think that I'm better than 90% of reviewers. That's not how my self-esteem works, though. <laughs> I wish that was how I felt. I feel even worse. I feel like I just didn't understand the movie. You know, like I just too stupid, like I missed the underlying motif. You know? Like I don't even know what a motif is, but my, my girlfriend said I missed it, so. <laughs> um. <sighs> like it's the same way I feel when I read a poem that doesn't rhyme, you know? Like the other day I was feeling down in the dumps and my friend was like, oh, read this poem by Walt Whitman. It's about perseverance. I read it three times. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is about grass. Like, I don't know. I think it's about leaves of grass for like an hour. He just describes it. I actually, I know that's a poem. Do you know that poem, Pam? Okay. Because I don't know if it's actually about perseverance. I don't, I don't have the work ethic to actually research. But I'm not even worried because no one actually remembers what it's about. So it's fine. Um... Anyway, I, um, well, it's about what? War. Oh, so you do know. <laughs> it's about war? It's about war. Oh. Is there any, <laughs> is there anything to do with, like, perseverance in the war, or? Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, I'll find a different poem, I guess. <laughs> it's so distracting. I have to read poems for like an hour online. There's so many so many things to distract you online. Have you ever been there? It's crazy. Um, I uh So anyway, she finally she agreed. She's like, "Okay, Jeff, if you like the movie, we'll watch it." I'm still talking about Big Daddy, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so we watched it and I was like immediately I was like I wish we didn't she did not decide to watch this movie as we were watching it because I was too too much pressure there was too much pressure on me on the movie itself I was watching her watch the movie like more invested on whether or not Adam Sandler got a laugh than I ever have you know and I, <laughs> the movie finished you know I, I, anyway I like, is this what Adam Sandler feels like, you know, when, like, movie premieres come out? Because if so, that guy's brave, you know? Because he just keeps putting out shitty movies that nobody likes over and over again. And he just keeps doing it for, like, just for the love of the game with all that backlash. That's brave, you know? He came out with a movie called uh, Grown Ups. Got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is bad. And he, you know what he did? He looked his critics dead in the eye and he made a sequel to that movie. That's how, that's how brave he is. I did some research on that joke. Found out he's also a conservative. Even more brave. In, in Hollywood? That's like being a conservative in San Francisco, you know? Like, I don't agree with it. I don't respect it. But it is brave, you know? Bravery is not necessarily liberal, you know? Like, if say I was a Republican, say just, say deep down I hated poor people, but I was closeted about it, you know? I don't, I don't think I'd have the balls to tell people about that ever, you know? But these Republicans, they do it every day. 
God bless him. We got to find love in the enemy, okay? <laughs> um, so anyway, we watched the movie. My girlfriend, she loved it. She loved it, um, which, uh, yeah, I never loved my girlfriend so much. I was like, we're fucking later, you know? <laughs> we're, I'm, yeah. And her parents were in the room. I said that. <laughs> and uh, she made me feel, you know, she makes me feel like I got a big old tomato that makes, you know, it's, I could go against the tomato meter. I got a big old Roger Ebert tomato, you know? I love her. I... She, what I love about my girlfriend, she doesn't care what anyone thinks about anything. She feels the way she feels, whether it's racist or not, and she doesn't let anyone tell her how to think, you know? I respect that. I hate it. I hate it when people tell me that they don't like the way McDonald's tastes. Have you ever heard someone? I don't even like the way fast food tastes. Like, shut the fuck up. You're lying. Be honest. Just be honest. Like, you cannot eat it because it's unhealthy, but don't say it. Like, they have like fucking scientists to make sure this food is amazing. Act like you don't want to eat those little tiny cheeseburgers every time you drive by. It's like, I don't understand how the gender works. I don't. I can't. It's so much. I'm, not, I'm afraid to ask questions, but I'm not against it. Like, I think, you know, I think you should be able to identify as whatever you want. And I believe that you feel that way. I, I, I don't know how it feels, but I believe that they do. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I just hate it when people walk around like, yeah, I understand how the 95 genders works. I've done all the, re I've read all the books. Like, no, just be honest, you know? Anyway, I really should stop. I promise I'm liberal, you know? <laughs> okay. I, uh, when I mo first moved to the city, I was so, I wanted uh I was like so excited to meet new guy friends and I didn't realize how difficult it was. You know, like it's just, why is it so hard? Like if I wanna make guy friends, I have to like hang out with them through mutual friends like 10 times and then like add them on Facebook and then like leave my sweater in his car or something. You know, it's awful. Now I've been here for three years though and I'm over it, you know? I've only, I have one close guy friend. You know how I met him? I went to college with him and he just moved here. That's how, that's how everyone gets their friends, I think. Is that really? <laughs> and like I see him once every six months and it's fine, you know? Like you could just never see people and no one cares. They don't even, like, I, like my friend, he, I didn't see him for a long time and he like bailed on me one time. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to text him, but I'm just going to stop texting him. And, you know, he's going to get it, you know? And he didn't, like, he probably, he's never going to notice. That's the thing. Like I can't even make him mad out of passive aggression because he just will never notice. I, the other day I was at this cafe, I saw these, this old couple, this, these two old men, both like in their 80s, they must have been, a black guy and a white guy. And it was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. My heart was warm, you know? Not because this old army veteran was able to probably overcome racism to be friends with this guy in the first place, but because they made plans, you know? Like, that takes a lot of work. And to stay friends that long. I just hope one day I can, like, am I going to have friends? That, my parents didn't have friends. Did anybody's parents have friends? I think it's weird when adults have friends nowadays, or I used to. Anyway, that's probably, I need to maybe explore that, you know? 
my parents were really miserable people. When I saw adults kissing for the first time, like my parent, my friend's parents kissed, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> like, is that your stepdad? Did they just, like they've been married for 30 years and they kiss. I'm like, that's weird. That is not, there's Russell, yeah, I don't know. How long have I gone? Oh, are we doing 15? Okay. I'll do, yeah, I'll do a little, I'll do a little longer. I'll do, okay. Does anybody, um, anybody go to Coachella? Yeah, Coachella's stupid. I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> my girlfriend met my dad also. My dad took her aside and he said, take care of him for me, will you? Which is cute, but also fuck you, dad, you know? I haven't asked for money in like six months. And he knows I'm very self I've lost a few jobs lately. It's f he knows that's a touchy subject. He said that, you know, last time I asked for money, he said, you're so fucking entitled, we should have never let you have those participation trophies. <laughs> you heard this? Apparently our, our generation has, we're entitled because we got trophies for not winning the whole prize in soccer, you know? I don't know if that's true, because I went to tennis camp, obviously, you know? And we didn't just get participation trophies. We got, like, personalized ones, you know? They'd be engraved with, like, best backswing, you know? Class clown. I won, I won always smiling, you know? Like, does that make me entitled? I don't know. I didn't win best smile, just always smiling. I can just imagine the camp counselors going down the list, like... Oh, Jeffrey, um, bad at tennis, bad personality, objectively, very awkward, always has that serial killer smile on his face, always, okay, that's what we'll give him, yeah. The worst part is they gave a kid best smile, yeah. They're like, Jeff, you're always smiling, you know? Jeff, you're in a good mood, we appreciate that, we want to reward that, but Caleb, Caleb, that guy, he brightens up the room when he walks in, that guy, we love Caleb. I think it's a little weird that a 16-year-old counselor is giving a 12-year-old boy a best smile award. Anyway, I couldn't even ruin my relationship with Caleb. I couldn't look him in the eye anymore. <laughs> See him in the hall. He just thinks he's better than everyone else. You know, I'm embarrassed. Anyway, the, I won that award two years in a row. And... Uh, the third year I won that award, or the third year, I didn't win that award the third year, but the third year I was like, I'm not going to win this award again. I'm going to win a tennis-related award. So I busted my ass off in tennis that year, and I won most improved, which felt worse. <laughs> I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I won most improved. He was like, how bad could you have been before camp? So anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there were comedy awards now, you'd get best hair. Jeff Dean, yay! But only now that Joe Gorman's moving to New York. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, when I was a child, I always got most aggressive. That's all I ever got. Like, not like scores goals or does, just most aggressive. That was little Pammy Benjamin running up at you and scaring you. That's good. Uh, your next comedian, he's actually won all kinds of trophies and stuff. He actually runs cross country and coaches kids. He's a winner, you guys. He's the uh, CEO of True Hustle Entertainment and he runs True Hustle Thursdays here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Anthony Medina. Keep it going for Mutiny, keep it going for Pam, y'all. Yeah, I appreciate it, baby. 
Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, like uh, I guess uh, some of the awards I've won uh, were none. All right. <laughs> yeah. If anything, though, I didn't get my ass whooped a lot. Uh, that's something I could walk away with pretty happy. I think because also, too, people are like, I'm not going to pick a fight with the slow kid. All right. Because <laughs> I smile a lot. So, like, uh, but I didn't get best smile, Gene, or Jeff. <laughs> like, just letting you know, they just gave me the smile, like, an awkward look. It's like, at least his parents are paying his tuition. All right. <laughs> But thank you all for hanging out. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm originally from South Central LA, but a lot of people don't believe that because I'm alive. Yeah, some very exotic animals. Uh, first one, the hood rat. Also known as Harata for the bilingual. This one time, these two ladies recorded each other hood rats, and I thought it had to be the voice of reason here, y'all. And that's the last time I stepped in between my mom and my sister. Another very exotic animal, the ghetto bird. For those of, you, those of you who don't know what the ghetto bird is, it's the police helicopter, yeah? Yeah, very exotic to the inner cities of America for some reason. And that's how I knew I wanted to get into show business, because when the ghetto bird be shining down their light and all my friends start to scatter, I jump in and start doing my bits, y'all. Yeah? <laughs> I was killing it! <laughs> they are killing me, can't tell, y'all. Your audience is 30,000 feet in the air saying, get the fuck down! <laughs> and as a comedian, I'm like, does that mean my time's up? What's... <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, like, uh, if anything, uh, you know, they say, you know, you got to stay hungry when it comes to the hustle. So that's why I haven't been eating too much. Uh, just so I keep on hustling, y'all. And God damn it, when you hustle, you don't really shit out too much. Uh, it's just, just a lot, a lot of excess air. Uh, <laughs> but it's good. You just keep it. Now, now I'll surprise Rick Ross. Rick Ross probably has some horrible farts. Uh, but if anything, though, like, um, yeah, everything, nah, yeah, I'm not going to get into it because Rick Ross owes me money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I bought his album, and that shit sucked. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're not even the real Rick Ross, man. Like, if you, like, for those of you to know, there's a real, like, Rick Ross, but he was connected to the crack epidemic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 he was the real Rick Ross. He actually went to court and lost to this Rick Ross. Uh, <laughs> But in the ghetto minds of everywhere, we know who the real Chris or Rick Ross is, yeah. I grew up across the street from a junkyard. Anyone else grew up across the street from a junkyard? No? Oh, god damn, yeah. I didn't even know I didn't even know people actually had picket fences to high school, y'all. <laughs> I thought everyone just had like fucking chain links and pit bulls. And now the fucking like even like the ghetto's been changing. Like now instead of pit bulls, there's fucking uh chihuahuas. I was like, how the fuck, well, what happened here? <laughs> and then not only that, like back in the day, there'd be a car riding up all slow. And then all of a sudden, you'd be like, oh, shit. Who's this motherfucker rolling up on me all slowly? And I'm like, I don't know, Ma, but you got to relax, all right? <laughs> and now these days, it's like, oh, shit. Who's this rolling up on me right now? It's like, that's my Uber, y'all. That's my fucking Uber. All right, see, I'm out, Ma. I don't need you right now, Ma. I'm not gonna, I don't need the parents' car anymore, y'all. <laughs> 612 gets me to downtown LA, baby. <laughs> uh, though, I like growing up in South Central. Uh, I didn't know how fucking different it was. Uh, but, like, like the, but like the first movie that actually spoke out to me was Boys in the Hood. Uh, and I saw that when I was like nine. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a weird thing to do now? Like, you know, or NWA with people like, I was like, NWA were like, were like my first, like, like if Scrooge McDuck had like a fucking seeking group and shit, which I, th I think he kind of did at one point, right? You know, fucking Disney on ice or some shit or, you know, big mafia on ice is how I like to say. Uh, 
But if anything, though, are y'all ready to be taken over by Mickey Mouse? Oh, it's already done. It's already done, y'all. It's like, oh, shit. Oh. Damn, it's crazy. We're gonna get, we're gonna pay everything in Mickey coins one day. Or you ever think that like, uh, you ever see the episode of fucking, uh, what's it called, Black Mirror, where it's like a cartoon for a president? There's a fucking cartoon for like, are we like one step closer to that now? You know, because like, I, like we're back with Reagan. You know, he broke the actor side of it all, and so like now we had an actor, and now this motherfucker is a reality show. So I was like, whoa, well, fuck it, we might as well turn him into a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Which is why I'll be running for politics in 12 years. All right. Uh, <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon, y'all? Saturday morning cartoon. Pee Wee's Playhouse. That was a cool one. Except up until we found out that damn, this was fucking likes to masturbate in a public theater. <laughs> and then fucking uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and then fucking uh, Lawrence Fishburne was on that shit too. He was the fucking cowboy. And, uh, Morpheus, y'all. Fucking Morpheus was the cowboy on Pee Wee's Herman. You know that motherfucker took the red pill first. <laughs> and then after a while, like fucking, might as well take them both. All right. It's like Republican, Democrat, potato, potato. All right, y'all. Uh, y'all ever think about that? Like, as far as, like, Republican and Democrats are using the exact same lines? Like, not my president? I'm like, what the fuck? I, like, I love how Democrats like to talk about how smart they are, but then they're using the fucking same lines as fucking Republicans. I was like, oh, come on, y'all. Get a little bit more creative. Uh, y'all ever have friends that, like, make fun of you, but then uh, they wouldn't get too creative with it? Like for, like, for instance, my name's Anthony Medina, and then I had to put this one buddy, oh, Anthony Vagina. Uh, I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> That's not even, like, creativity. It's not even a stretch and shit. I was like, no wonder your mom doesn't like you. <laughs> and then he whooped my ass. All right. Uh, <laughs> I had to do, like, a, I'm a little teapot in, like, in front of the seniors and shit. Yeah, I had to do that. It was demoralizing. Uh, <laughs> we had this thing called uh, Salesian Day. And it's supposed to be uh, when, like, uh, the seniors and freshmen, and they show how, what, like, to, like, become into a high school which nobody knows what the fuck's going on there uh, not even not the seniors not the freshmen not the teachers all right y'all so just so you know you're all walking around this fucking weird ass world but the seniors the seniors would actually buy the freshmen so yeah like yeah <laughs> like you go up and you get auctioned off so i've been used to this shit for a while y'all all right <laughs> fucking comedy like i was like oh, i was made for comedy yeah that's for damn sure and it's like it's crazy too they, they fucking so they pretty much hazed us in a part in a public park uh at griffith park and shit <laughs> so we're like out in public in fucking diapers uh like <laughs> and we're fucking our teachers are here too yeah <laughs> And they're throwing tomatoes at us. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is the high school my mom signed me up for? I was like, oh, shit. And then they, you know, class was crazy, y'all. Like, I was afraid of art class. I was fucking afraid of art class because they'd be fucking throwing shit. And, like, uh, they'd be smoking weed in the back of the classroom. And I'd be like, yo, shouldn't you be teaching class right now, man? <laughs> they'd also, like, uh, throw, like, desks, like, from the second floor. And I'd be like, oh, shit, it's Wednesday. All right? <laughs> It was crazy, and like, there was a teacher that brought her dog to the campus, and oh, this poor shit that happened to that dog. Uh, oh my god! Oh, take him back, y'all. It was a bad memory. Uh, like, it was crazy though, cause like, it, 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 there was like wild shit that happened like that. Like one kid tried to blow up the school with a samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, what the fuck? Like everyone was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> and it's like, that's why we gotta put money back into the inner cities of America, y'all. You know, that way they know how to do this shit for real, you know, <laughs> you know, now there's like, oh shit, like, oh my gosh, you know what, 
If these mass shootings actually happen in the inner cities, this would be they'd be they'd better like break numbers. But because there's metal detectors and uh, lots of police people watching around, I was smoking a weed one time past a past like a police officer with one of those uh, fucking guard dogs, and uh, as I was smoking weed, like I like I, like I put it out because like I saw the cop, like all right, cool, and then I'm just like walking by. All of a sudden, I hear the dog inside going, and like oh shit, this motherfucker rat. Uh, <laughs> This fucker, he ain't a dog, he's a motherfucking rat. And then, like, the cop was like, hey, Brutus, relax there. And I'm like, hey, all right, cool. And I was like, oh, shit. Because in, in South Central, like, y'all got to realize the biggest mafia down there is the police department. All right? Because they got the guns, they got the drugs, they got the money, you know? And before fucking uh, uh, Bad Boy and fucking, uh, you know, Death Row were happening, there's always been the LAPD, y'all. But that's what I loved about, like, fucking San Francisco cops. Because they do this one thing in which uh, they talk to you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, in college and shit, you know, we're like, it's a fucking rager out there. Of course, it's underage drinking. We're in college, but it's like, oh, so uh, what's your, uh, what are you studying? I'm like, oh, oh shit, oh, okay, because right. <laughs> I was all nervous and shit. Like, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is he gonna ask me and stuff? He's like, oh, communications. Oh, okay, what do you plan to do with that? Like, I don't know, communicate. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, like, now I'm doing fucking, you can check out True Hustle Thursdays, uh, this is what I was fucking, went to college for and stuff, and I got the depth to prove it, y'all, that's for damn sure, y'all, god damn, isn't depth crazy, like, the fucking idea of depth doesn't just weigh you down and be like, oh my gosh, <sighs> I just had surgery, yeah, yeah, I had, a. Uh, yeah, I had well, like I was thinking about stuff that drug me down, and these, I, I had two hernias, y'all, for like almost a decade. So yeah, it's like, you know, a hernia is like kind of like this bulge that pops out of you at some point. A lot of people get it up in the mid-region, but I had them in my crotch, y'all. Like right above my crotch. And I was like, like every time I fucking would nut and shit, the motherfucker would pop out. And I'd be like, oh, it was very, it was very sad, y'all. <laughs> there was like, there was like some pleasure, but then it was really like erased with sadness, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden when that shit would pop up, the first thought that would pop into my mind is, it's not a tumor. <laughs> And I'm like, God damn it, you know what? When you have an orgasm and shit, you should not be thinking about or Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? <laughs> yeah, that fucks with your mind, y'all. My mojo was all fucked up and shit, like it was all mush. <laughs> but now I feel great. Because, uh, <laughs> like, uh, the crazy part about, like, after going to, like, through the process of that, and you start to, like, really, like, start to listen to your body more, I guess. Because, like, now I'm at, like, a, I'm about to be 35. So, like, uh, I don't, still don't know shit. <laughs> but, like, uh, one thing I did appreciate uh, during the whole process is, like, God damn, I need to take a good shit. I need to take a good shit. I need a shit right. And I need to sleep right. If I do those two things in life, I will survive. <laughs> Otherwise, you worry about all this other shit, like, oh, debt and stuff. Like, oh, that's why. Y'all ever, like, just, like, feel you're having a fucked up day, but then all of a sudden take you, like, one good load, and then you walk out of the bathroom, like, whoo, top of the morning to y'all. <laughs> you know what? Like, imagine if we did that, because, like, we're not all going to get laid, like, as much as we'd like to, you know? All right, so that's one thing we, you know, there's always, like, those like, little factors, but at the same time, when it comes to, like, fucking shitting, or sleeping, you should be able to do that, right? Right? And then even at work and stuff. Uh, anyone work in tech? Anyone work in tech? Tech? No? Oh, okay. You? You, baby? All right. Well, you know all that shit. They give you everything there. You know, they give you everything there. I, I fucking work in tech, uh, which um, in that uh, I bring alcohol to them. 
Yeah, it's like I'm the different type of brown person, baby. You know, you're building the app, but we're building the apartments. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's crazy, like seeing like that, like environment. We're like, God damn, they got fucking babysitting if you wanted to and shit. You could rent a dinosaur. I was like, what the? <laughs> I'm like, God damn, of course. Of course I'd work for this place and shit. Especially because, like, uh, th- their bathrooms. Their bathrooms are fucking, like, as long as it's not, like, too crowded and stuff, you could get, like, a nice little, like, bathroom where it's, like, yourself. But, like, all of a sudden, you know, there's fucking, like, ocean waves in the background. You're like, <laughs> you know, the fucking toilet kind of rocks to go to your vial. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this should be wild and stuff. Uh, that, then all of a sudden, Genuine Pony starts to play. Uh, <laughs> it gets weird in there, y'all. Just like in my head. I appreciate that. Because like, uh, I feel like uh, we like getting lost in like different mindsets. A lot of times it's called uh, Netflix and chill. Uh, <laughs> but if anything, though, it's cool to like when you get into your own fucking mind and you start to realize, you know what? Like, I might be a little racist. All right. <laughs> but at the same time, luckily, everything is everything. So because of that, everyone is racist and everyone's not racist because nothing and shit. All right. <laughs> and so you see how that shit comes full circle? Infinity, y'all. Welcome to it. <laughs> Hey, anyone ever cross different realms and then come back and like, God damn it, I'm back on Earth. Right. <laughs> this shit's fucking wild. Uh, if anything, uh, I, in, um, in school, uh, I was like one of the top chocolate sellers. Oh, yeah. Like, like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I was fucking, I, I, I closed it down, y'all. Uh, and by that, I mean my mom sold all the chocolates. <laughs> she actually... Um, she still works at the post office, and I could tell by every time she comes home and complains about the post office. <laughs> but like uh, during school, you know, there's that whole uh, cheap child labor. It was like, hey, let's get the students to sell chocolates for uniforms and shit. You know, I'm like, how the fuck could we not just get uniforms? <laughs> we gotta learn to work to sell shit, and then later on, you try to sell your mixtape, and then they arrest you for that shit. You're like, what the fuck? You know, like. But if anything, though, like, uh, as far as, like, so what my mom would do, she'd take the chocolate and she'd just take them to the post office and she'd just start slanging them, you know? Like, you know? Not, like, legally, you know? It's like, all this doing this shit. But it got to the point where she was like, well, like, when the off-season of the chocolate wasn't there, it's like, what was the, what, what else could she sell? So the next thing you know, she started fucking putting, like, she started bringing water. She started bringing batteries. I think she smuggled in some immigrants, you know? Like, uh... And it's crazy because like she had this big ass igloo that probably is why she has back problems today. Uh, <laughs> she blames it on the pregnancies and shit. But I like I don't know about that. Igloo is pretty ha- heavy. <laughs> and like uh, she just sneaked it in, and everyone because she's Latina just thought she was pregnant. And uh, so the next thing you know, she's like slanging the shit. You know, she's she's pushing it all. And it gets to the point where uh, she gets called into the office because she is selling all this stuff without a license on government property. <laughs> so just letting you know, that's how I'm like, I know I'm meant to take down the institution because I had somebody working to uh, crack it down from the very beginning, y'all. Uh, but she's my brown Mexican mama, and uh, she's hoping she's not listening. Uh, uh, no, she's listening. Nah, it's some weird ass way because she got they got those sensitive ears too and shit. You know, like he's talking about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if ain't though, hey, thank you so much. My name's been Anthony Medina. Take care. Anthony Medina, everyone, clearly has the hustle. Your mom had the hustle. That is super impressive. I was so glad when you were talking about how crazy your high school was. I was a high school teacher when you were probably in high school. And uh, I was in the classroom one day, and the drug dogs came in to my classroom. And the first thing I thought was, holy fuck, don't sweat. 
I had a pipe and weed in my backpack, but I was at the front of the classroom, right? So I'm at the front of the classroom, and the drug dog came in the back of the classroom, and I was like, don't sweat it. One of these kids is going to have weed on them. You are fine. So I stood up. I'm like, all right, everybody. Take your backpacks out. Stick them on the side. Drug dog's here. Like, trying to be all confident. And thank God. One of my kids had weed and a big pipe on him. And I got to be like, as they're taking him out with the cops and the drug dog, I'm like, look at this. Who brings their pipe to school? Why would you bring weed and a pipe to school? <laughs> Oops, I was so lucky. I could have got, gotten so fired. That was like in 2000. <laughs> that was before weed was legal. Uh, no, I think 97 was when it was medicinal. But I didn't have a motherfucking card back then. I am, it's statute of limitations. They can't come after me. That was a long time ago. Your next comedian was definitely probably in junior high when I was teaching high school. <laughs> he is a young man. He's hilarious. He works at Cobbs. He's super edgy and super hilarious. Put your hands together for Matt Watt. All right. How's it going tonight, guys? All right. So a comic earlier mentioned that I look like Sean King. Just want to apologize for getting you guys' hopes up. I'm not Sean King. Uh, he's a civil rights activist, if you guys are unaware. But, uh, he's uh, partially black, which I am not. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the only thing black about me is that I grew up without a father. My mom was in and out of jail, and my grandmother raised me. Not to mention all the lotion I use <laughs> on my dick. <laughs> so I've been trying to live a little healthier lately. Uh, uh, so now I make sure I eat full meals before I start doing cocaine. <laughs> and if anybody's wondering, I ate before I got here. I'll be outside later. <laughs> uh. I stopped eating fast food, too. Yeah. I don't really fuck with McDonald's. Hate McDonald's. Yeah, I don't hate, hate McDonald's. I just kind of hate it like I hate my ex-girlfriend. You know, I still fuck with it from time to time, but I know it's slowly killing me inside. <laughs> but what else are you going to do when it's 1 a.m., you're desperate, and it's the only thing open? <laughs> Everybody's got a cheat day, right? <laughs> All right, so yeah, they also tell you don't eat anything where you can't pronounce the ingredients inside of it. But what if you're not an idiot and you know how to say disopotassium phosphate? <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> uh, so uh, it seems like chicks are more into BDSM than they've ever been, which is weird because uh, it's not socially acceptable to beat women like it was in the 50s. Back then, they just called it spousal abuse. <laughs> they just legalized spousal abuse in Russia. You guys aware of that? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, apparently their BDSM scene is taking a huge hit. <laughs> just like their wives. <laughs> I used to slap and choke my ex-girlfriend. She even liked it during sex. <laughs> Uh, you guys hear about that Contra Costa couple? Uh, the guy's wife cheated on him, 
And like, you know, they kind of, he convinced her to come back with him and they went on a trip and then it was like a murder suicide. And I was like, whoa, I couldn't even fathom that. Like I would never commit suicide. (laughs) 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 Uh, You guys think porn stars see hookers as the Mexicans of the sex industry? (laughs) You know, they're out there selling it on the corner for dirt cheap, not paying taxes, and they're undocumented. You know, because porn stars have to get tested now. They have papers. (laughs) So anybody eat ass in here? Yeah, you're gross. (laughs) I've never heard a good argument for why somebody would eat ass. They usually tell me, oh, yeah, you clean around the rim and make sure you flush everything out. And I'm like, it sounds like what do I do to my toilet? And uh, I never want to put my face in there. (laughs) So uh, they're making child sex dolls now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's used as a deterrent for sexual offenders. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work, though. Because I buy my cat chew toys shaped like mice and birds. (laughs) (laughs) but his eyes dilate every time he sees the real thing (laughs) yeah and he leaves presents for me sometimes Uh, so apparently it's not cool to just stand out in front of Victoria's Secret if you're not waiting for anybody in particular it's frowned upon in society (laughs) it's kind of like being at a park without a kid and I'm looking for my future wife is only acceptable in one of those places. <laughs> That's Victoria's Secret for you you people wondering. Uh, so there's a heroin epidemic going on. You guys have probably heard about it. Uh, I find it concerning myself because I think girl superhero movies suck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was on Facebook the other day and there was a, a video of an Indian Superman. It was like a parody or something. And I was like, Indian Superman, more like Bizarro. Nope. You guys know uh, Indian Supermarket, Bazaar, Bizarro? All right, you gotta be a nerd and culture to get that one. <laughs> uh, so I haven't seen Black Panther yet because uh, I have no white guilt. I don't have any white pride either, but I am tired of white shaming. I like to wear shorts too. <laughs> I really do want to see Black Panther though, but I'm just gonna wait for it to come out on DVD so I can actually hear it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're making black and Mexican emojis now. It's pretty sweet, right? I'm all for it, I'm progressive, as you could tell by my set. I'm still waiting on my pink eggplant, though. For real. (laughs) I needed it today. (laughs) Uh, So I'm, like, kind of seeing this new chick, and uh, we go to comedy shows together and whatnot, and uh, she was telling me that she was thinking about this other comedian's joke all day. I got a little jealous. I was like... What, are his bits bigger than mine? 
Sorry, my jokes are so short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, people like to compare Trump to Hitler. I find this unfair. Cause there's way worse people than Hitler in history. Like Genghis Khan. You guys know Genghis Khan? Yeah, ancient Chinese uh, warlord. Mongolia, yes, yes. It's before China. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> but yeah, this guy used to chop people's heads off who were taller than him. Whoa. Yeah, he killed enough people on the planet to lower the temperature. He was way ahead of the global warming curve. But they have Chinese food restaurants named after this fucker. It's crazy. Maybe it's because of uh, Mongolian beef, you know. Uh, ground beef was made in Mongolia. That's non sequitur. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Could you imagine a fucking Hitler schnitzel, though? <laughs> like, you go inside there, and they're like, oh, welcome to Hitler schnitzel, where all of our hot dogs are baked and never boiled. Or maybe sometimes boiled for experimental purpose. And uh, I think they use Hitler as the main example for, like, the evilest person because there's actual footage and, you know, pictures of Hitler's atrocities, which just goes to show pics or it didn't happen. That's my time, guys. Matt Watt. Matt Watt! So edgy. He doesn't give a fuck. I love it. Uh, I'm super, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something, I, I don't think I have anything that edgy. Only my abortion jokes come anywhere near that. I'm like, oh, I love abortion. That global warming, oh, thank you. Your global warming joke was really spot on. Anti-humanism, you know, like the four precepts are, I learned about it this week, anti-humanism. Their slogan is, uh, kill yourself, save the planet. <laughs> their four pillars are abortion, uh, suicide, something else. Basically, like, biodiversity is better than monodiversity, and we're fucked. Like, that's the whole thing. They're like, kill yourself. That's amazing, though, about Genghis Khan that he lowered the... I'm, I'm going to look at that. We need to kill some humans. I shouldn't say that out loud into a microphone. <laughs> it's terrible stuff. Were you guys ready for your headliner? I'm super excited. Uh, he's all the way from Santa Cruz. He drove all the way here, and he's so hilarious, and you guys are going to love him. Clap your hands together for John Reinhardt! Happy Friday, everybody. Mm, these chocolates are good. Thank you. I, uh, you guys hear about this new Cosby special on Netflix? It's called Defendants Say the Darndest Things. <laughs> I'm uh, not taking very good care of myself right now. I ate uh, 40 McDonald's chicken nuggets in one sitting yesterday. 33 years old. I should not be doing this. Uh, and you know what I learned about, well, not what I learned, uh, something I miss the most about being in my 20s, being able to trust a fart. <laughs> Trying to tell you people I shit my pants at work yesterday. I know why Jesus checked out when he did. He was like, oh, this is what I have to look forward to. Get me the fuck out of here. Jesus was uh, interested in opening up a gym, but he got in a legal dispute with CrossFit, so he had to settle for Jehovah's Fitness. <laughs> 
His favorite vacation resort is Sandals, Jamaica. <laughs> Doesn't use uh, Tinder or OkCupid. He uses plenty of fish. <laughs> I love when that one doesn't get a response because I'm like, you people should read a fucking book. <laughs> my, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I had a pact. No marriage, no children, no anal. She was almost the perfect woman. <laughs> she was also really old-fashioned. And by that, I mean she smelled like whiskey and oranges. <laughs> she didn't have any social media presence whatsoever, no Facebook, no Instagram. She played words with friends. That's why I stopped playing words with friends. So I got tired of having my ass handed to me. She thinks I have social media addiction. She's right. One day she was like, hey babe, can we have a tech-free weekend? I was like, sure, honey. So I woke up super early Saturday morning and I disconnected the electricity and the gas to the house. <laughs> she threw shit at me, but it was dark. So her accuracy was compromised. <laughs> she hates that fucking joke. She was a very patient woman, though. Uh, she was so patient, she had to start wearing a life alert bracelet. <laughs> I'll see myself out. I, uh, my little sister was recently diagnosed with her first child. I found that out via text, because that's a sad, disconnected world we live in. I said, hey, bro, how do you feel about being an uncle? Guess what? You don't have a choice. I'm an asshole or brother, so I wrote back, I might not have a choice, Ashley, but you do. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. She still had the stupid baby. She named it Penny. It's pretty sweet. It's better than some of the shit I hear these days. I feel like white people have been naming their children like they're being asked to enter a stronger iTunes password. <laughs> We're going to need an uppercase, a lowercase, a special character. If I could throw a number in there while you're at it. <laughs> My family's got a weird sense of humor. I grew up with a father who would tell me, son, as long as you think it's funny, that's all that matters. That is a fucking horrible lesson to teach a small child. Here we are today. My mom uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 13. She died in front of me when I was 23. Spent the last two months of her life on hospice, rolling around in a wheelchair, an oxygen tank. We have family visiting constantly. My nine-year-old cousin steps on the oxygen tube. My mom pretends like she can't breathe. She could breathe. She just emotionally scarred my nine-year-old cousin for life. <laughs> we all got a big laugh out of it. It also worked out because she died shortly before Halloween, and I needed a wheelchair for my Halloween costume. So I put on a Superman outfit, and I rolled around town like Christopher Reeves all night. <laughs> Come on, my sense of humor didn't die. Just my mom and Christopher Reeves, and Superman a bunch of times if you read comic books. Anybody in here read comic books? Yeah? How do you guys feel about comic book movies? I hate that shit. Comic books were not cool when I was growing up. Spider-Man taught me two things. With great power comes great responsibility, and if you tell your classmates you read comic books, they're gonna call you a faggot and punch you in the arm. <laughs> So I'm wondering what's next up on the fad train from my childhood. We're gonna see a nostalgic return to masturbating to whatever softcore porn is available. <laughs> Step aside, Pornhub, scrambled cable tits are back on the menu. <laughs> There's gonna be hipster filmmakers who look a lot like me, painstakingly trying to recreate the look and feel of mid-90s Cinemax movies starring Shannon Tweed 
because that's what I was masturbating to. My, uh, my computer died, so I have to use my smartphone to masturbate to porn with. I'm not proud of it, but that's where we, that's where we are, folks. I was staying with a friend for a couple weeks while I was between housing. I'm staying in a room like on the opposite side of the house from the Wi-Fi router. And one night I'm trying to rub one out. I'm just getting that loading circle. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Finally, I just started masturbating furiously to the fucking circle. <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. I have more masturbating to do. <laughs> I don't eat cheese. It's not for health or ethical reasons. I just one day as a small child decided I didn't want to eat cheese. And in many ways, I stopped growing as a human being after about eight years old. Sorry, ladies. As somebody who doesn't eat cheese, watching people use Parmesan is a lot like watching people do cocaine. Also something I gave up as a small child. <laughs> Ever seen a group of people run out of Parmesan cheese? They're like, holy shit, who's going to the store? Easy, Ray Liotta. I'm going to need you to clean the powdery mess off the kitchen table first. So I'm at Trader Joe's buying Ray Liotta Parmesan cheese. I love Trader Joe's. I do most of my shopping there. But I get stopped every 30 seconds by people who think I work there. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I've started having some fun with it, though. Now when somebody asks me where to find the chicken fried rice, I just start ranting about how 23 is the basis for everything. Five, two plus three, six, two times three, seven, two plus three plus two. That's 23 backwards and forwards. Eight, two to the third power. Nine, three to the second power. Ten, that's five plus five. That's 23 and 23. And when management gets a complaint about Gypsy Powers, they're like, Gypsy Powers hasn't worked here in 30 years. That is a name I actually got on a check in Santa Cruz working at a coffee shop. Gypsy fucking Powers. So I have to be careful doing comedy in town because I never know if I'm going to do that joke and somebody's going to like fucking, hey, I'm Gypsy Powers. I will curse you. Uh, there's something wrong with that town. Uh, what else? Mm, I have derailed. Caffeine. Ah, oh, thank you. That's actually a good job. Uh, yeah, I was a barista for 10 years, so I thought it would be hilarious to get the, ca the chemical formula for caffeine tattooed on me. Uh, I also have the Latin phrase for I will not serve tattooed on me, <laughs> which is really fun when people are like, what does that mean? And you're like, oh, it's Latin for I will not serve. Would you like room for cream in that? <laughs> I've, uh, I've been engaged twice. I blame the first one on crystal meth. I was a barista, it's the perfect cover. Nobody needs to know I was just doing rails off the paper towel dispenser in the bathroom. I'm like, no, I've been, I did 17 shots of espresso. What can I get for you? But uh, yeah, uh, engaged twice. The second time around, I was engaged to the same woman for five years. That's a bad sign. Uh, so we broke up, that relationship failed, mainly because I'm an emotionally broken man-child. Um, but uh, so I was single for the first time in five years, which was pretty cool. Downloaded Tinder, OkCupid, you know, got out there. And uh, it was kind of like uh, when you take your phone out of its case for the first time in, in a while. And you're like, wow, I didn't even remember my phone was so sleek and sexy and responsive. <laughs> And then like two weeks later, you're drunk, you're walking home from the bar, you fall, your phone breaks because you forgot to put the case back on it, and you're like, I miss my case. 
<laughs> it kept everything so safe and warm. <laughs> I'm working on that one. One of my favorite things to do uh, when I was a barista, though, uh, you know, you have to ask people their name uh, to help them get their fucking latte. But some people will act like you're asking them for a blood sample or their social security number or something like that. So I would always just go, oh, okay, well, you're Mussolini today then. You don't go Hitler. You don't go full Hitler because you don't want to get fired immediately. But I, immediately after saying, like, a dictator, if I'd be like, oh, okay, so you're Mussolini. Oh, oh, no, it's Jeff. Oh, you know, I was like, yeah, that's all I wanted. Give me your fucking name. <laughs> but I would literally, I would type that in. I would have Pol Pot show up on the screen, <laughs> worked at Pete's. Be like, all right, Stalin, your non-fat dry cappuccino is ready, you fucking dick. Yeah, being a barista for 10 years is part of why I have such a cheery disposition and positive outlook on life. <laughs> mm. It's also really, this tattoo is fun because when people try to guess what it means, uh, it gives me an immediate insight into whatever their preferred drug is. You know, I've, I've gotten like, oh, is that THC? But I love when I get uh, like, oh, is that cocaine? And I'm like, no, you blow monkey, that's okay. <laughs> I found out I could take uh, up to $6,000 out of my 401k. And my first thought was, fuck, I'm so happy I don't do coke. <laughs> but I've got all this disposable income now. So, yeah. I'll see you outside after the show. <laughs> I did that at, a, at a, a room in Santa Cruz, and I sat down, and the bartender was like, do you really need some coke? <laughs> no. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I, uh, I was sitting at a bar in Pensacola, Florida. I, I don't know why either. Um, and it was right before Obama was elected the first time. Uh, and we're sitting in the bar. Oh, Bill O'Reilly is on TV. Like, okay, I'm in the wrong bar. <laughs> There's a middle-aged couple sitting next to me, um, and they are loving Bill O'Reilly. Oh, he's gonna rip Obama a new asshole, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm definitely in the wrong bar, shit. But it was right across the street from the hotel. I'm an alcoholic, I'm not going anywhere. But uh, the woman looks over to me, and this tattoo, the non-servium, was fresh. She says, what does that tattoo mean? I said, it's Latin for I will not serve. She looked at me, blank stare. I said, I'm unemployed currently. She said, you must be a Democrat. I don't understand that logic at all, but what I wanted to say was, you must be a redneck, but I didn't, and we know I didn't because I'm still alive and I'm standing here in front of you, not dead in a gutter in Pensacola, Florida. It's not how I want to go out at all. I saw a picture of Donald Trump today, and the blank, confused look in his eyes reminded me of my grandmother. And that <laughs> bitch definitely has dementia. <laughs> At least she never tried to fuck her daughter. <laughs> Not that any of us can recall, anyways. <laughs> Don't worry, even if she ever hears that joke, she will not remember that I was mean. <laughs> Actually, what's really kind of sad is that when I wrote that joke, she didn't have dementia. So I'm starting to wonder if maybe I should just start writing material all about like lower cost of living in Santa Cruz and getting a car and not be a fucking bike commuter. Yeah, I'll use my gypsy powers. Thoughts and that's better than thoughts and prayers shit. Maybe that'll put an end to school shootings once and for all. Gypsy powers. 
Donald Trump's run out of ideas. He called Gypsy Powers to the White House today. I mean, at this point, honestly, we couldn't really do any worse than a potentially imaginary human being. I, uh, I love when comics tell, like, especially like, and I'm a new comic, I'm less than, I'm just over a year, but I love watching comics that aren't particularly good tell the crowd how easy comedy is. Because I like to tell the crowd it's not easy at all. I had a buddy a couple weeks ago, he bombed so hard. Uh, two days later, his family found him hanging in his basement, and his suicide note simply read, I kill me. <laughs> I'm very proud of that one, thank you. Don't worry, it's a hypothetically dead comedian. I don't have any friends. Comedy is slowly dissolving all of my personal relationships. It's fantastic. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I got one more for you. Mutinous stand. Um, my last name is Reinhardt. So I get all these email promo coupons uh, that are intended for members of the alt-right, which I am not. I've dated so many Latin women, I have a, a master's degree in angry conversational Spanish. <laughs> but I found out that Apple... They don't want you guys to know about it, but Apple is releasing a version of the iPhone called the iPhone 9. <laughs> the only color option is white. It does come with a free tiki torch with every purchase, though. All the calendar dates are stuck in the past. It's the only piece of Apple technology that gets irrationally angry when you try to replace it. Doesn't use facial recognition. You have to administer a drop of pure blood to the screen to unlock it. So you know nobody's been able to open this phone. Pure blood. The only time I hear people discussing pure blood is when I'm watching Kate Beckinsale run around in skin-tight leather pants in the Underworld movies. I'm a lookin' and I'm a likin'. <laughs> you guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. John Reinhardt. I can't believe you've been doing this for as little time. You shouldn't tell people that. Uh, hey, I'm gonna just give you guys uh, one more joke. Uh, San Francisco locals? Uh, oh, cool, yeah. Uh, I know these guys are from Santa Cruz. You're all San Francisco locals. You know what's going on. We have some uh, really important political things coming up real soon. Uh, we're voting for mayor, making some changes uh, and finding out. And they all have, you know, ways to save the city. How are they going to do it? We have 7,500 questionably housed people. I don't like to call them homeless because I feel like it stigmatizes them. We have poop on the streets. What are we going to do? Everyone's trying to solve these issues. And I think that they're missing the boat, all right? There is one solvable issue in this city. There's one motherfucking in and out in this goddamn city. One motherfucking in and out. And it's at Zavolf. For the Germans, for the tourists, all the tourists get the in and out. They get to be happy. They get to have the delicious burgers. There's not even a drive-through. You have to wait in line. One in and out in San Francisco. This is an easily solvable problem. Right? Seven by seven. McDonald's keeps going out of business. Why are these not becoming in and out? Does anybody care about the happiness and well-being of the people of San Francisco? I ask you. I'm not running for anything, but if you guys can remember anything, more in and outs. Can we all? Is no one on board with this? More, I mean, some people say more cocaine, but I say more in and outs. No free cocaine, free in and out. I think that next to the 850 Bryant, it used to be a McDonald's and they could just turn it into an In-N-Out and then when you get out of jail, 
That window, there's no McDonald's there anymore. It's empty. I know. It should be an in and out What is happening? When you get out of jail, you should get a free in and out They should give you like a coupon and be like, welcome back to society. Have some animal fries. <laughs> and it doubled. Everything's going to be okay. You did your time, friend. Uh, yay. I'll do the joke just for you before we leave. Um, I'm I, you know, I... I'm an alcoholic, and uh, I'm I'm looking for the right guy. He needs to be uncircumcised so I can pull up his dick, and pull his foreskin up over his dick, and put whiskey in his foreskin. Cause I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? Right? It's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross, and you just gotta clean out all that schmegma. You know, that's because they're gross. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. This has been Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, thank you, Marty Cunney. Thank you, Anthony Medina. Thank you, Matt Watt. Thank you, John Reinhardt. And uh, thank you, there was one more. There was Jeff Dean, but he left. Ah, fuck him. Just kidding. No, that's good. No, Jeff Dean was very funny. And uh, thank you, Mike Spiegelman, for running the door. And Zunzu for running the ones and twos. And come back any Friday. Tell your friends. Uh, Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse every Friday, 8 to 10. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Bye! Stars. Bughouse Square. Well, Huge plans, big plans. Uh, I, I, it's just, it's Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, 
Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's district where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com.
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going right to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy Hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Hey, everybody. We are hanging out at Spark. This is the Sparkast. Today is May 1st. It's May Day, everyone. Yay. We're at Spark here on 8th and Mission. Hanging out for the Sparkast. We're going to get started. We have some really great guests tonight. We have Coral Best out of San Jose. We have Kakuna Kalista Sinclair and Warhol Kaufman all hanging out tonight. We're going to be doing some great highlights here on the Sparkast. We're going to be doing some story time from our guests, some highlight story time. We'll be doing a great product highlight tonight. We're talking about edibles tonight. Absolutely, we're going to be doing comedy highlights. We have a bunch of comedians with us. And we'll have our interactive game. Today, it's called You Put Your Weed In There. I'm going to ask the audience what their favorite foods are, and then I'm going to tell them how to put weed in there. Because I've been working with marijuana since 1993. My first weed recipe was published in the Koala, UC San Diego publication. So... 
some of you listening to this podcast weren't even alive then in 93, but we did all the work for you kids so that now you can be loving this recreational weed here at Spark, this amazing flowers and edibles and concentrates and vape pens and all the beautiful things that help us with perspective in our lives. Uh, Please enjoy the dulcet tones of the beauty and wonderment of the Spark Vape Lounge, how cool it is and chill. And we're going to be back in just a second with the Sparkcast here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Again, great guests tonight. We're going to get started in just a minute. Thanks, big thanks to Spark. Go visit him. We're going to talk about edibles today. Great edibles down here. Everything from gummies to cookies to nuts. Talk about nuts tonight. Uh, all right. Enjoy. We're going to be back in just a second with the Sparkcast. Like with one hand, just 
like the Chinese. Like they have it so right, you know what I mean? Like I love cats. They are, I feel like they're already in all the words. I feel like you just have to obey the cat and your whole life becomes so much better. Okay. Anybody else talk to their cat? No, just me. Everybody's cat talks back. My cat actually talks back. He doesn't. He meows. I taught him how to high five when he was 10. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can teach a cat anything. My cat high fives. Meow. You you love cats? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, people. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb?